Good morning. Good morning. I greet you on this fine morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we come for worship this day. Welcome. Just a few things to draw attention to before we begin our worship service. Uh, the church council and worship committees, uh, worship committee will be meeting on January 3rd. So the worship committee will meet at 6 p.m. followed by the council at 7 p.m. So please take note of that. Also, the scripture readers list is posted at the doors, so on the bulletin board there and on the back table. So please check to see if you are on the scripture reading list. If you'd like to be on the list, uh, you can talk to Grace or myself. Next week, the UCW is meeting. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. After church, the UCW. So ladies, you're invited to join with them. And I'm also aware that there's a birthday today. And that would be for Grace, his birthday today. So happy birthday to you, Grace. There's also little Emily's birthday today, but she's not here with us today. But she is three now. So. <laughs> Any other announcements to share this morning? Let us prepare to begin our worship of, a service of worship this morning by quieting our hearts as we reflect on the power of God. We light a Christ candle to recognize the presence of Jesus Christ is in this place. Because he said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. So we welcome Jesus among us. Let's join together in responsive reading Psalm 139. You have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it, O God, completely. You guard me from behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Can I escape from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I take wing with the dawn and alight at the sea's furthest limits, 
If I say, let the darkness cover me and be and my day be turned to night. It was you who formed my inward parts. You fashioned me in my mother's womb. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being fashioned in secret, intricately woven in the mystery of clay. How deep your designs are to me, O God, how great their number. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Watch closely, lest I follow a path of error. God, you know us better than we know ourselves. You have known us from the beginning and will know us to the end. We thank you for the gift of life you give, and we sing our praises to you this day and every day. Amen. Your opening hymn is Come, Let Us Sing of a Wonderful Love.
there's some coloring available today. If the children would like to come forward again to, to color this week, they may do so. Good morning. The scripture today is uh, John 1, 43 to 51. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He, he then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord.
Let us pray. Lord, indeed, we are a fellowship of believers gathered together in this church. We come to pray, to worship, and to learn. So, Lord, be with us as we reflect on your word for us this day. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. One of the fun things about being out in nature is the discovery of cool things. I think about when we're at the cottage as a family, and it's not uncommon to hear once in a while somebody from off in the distance say, Hey, everybody, come here. Which usually means there's something you've just got to see. Or you'll see a couple of people on the wharf, on the dock, just staring at something. And that's one sure way to make sure everybody comes and joins you on the dock, is just to look like you're looking at something interesting, because everybody wants to see what you're looking at. I also think about the fall of 2022, when the fish run was coming through to the causeway as the schools of fish try to make their way to the Atlantic Ocean. And along with those schools of fish come dolphins, porpoises, seagulls, uh, eagles. There was also a thresher shark, and there was a humpback whale, all gathered around at the causeway. It went on for this, like this, for about two weeks. And for that two weeks, there were cars lined up along the road as everybody flocked through the causeway to take in this marvelous display of nature, of all these animals gathered together and this feast that they were having. I also think about how on Bev's birthday in October, we drove to Inganish, and we were sitting at Green Cove, and we were sitting there watching seals. We had never seen so many seals at Green Cove at one time. But then, as I was looking off in the distance, I saw something out of place. There was a little mist of water hanging, a little mist, misty cloud hanging over the water, close, and it faded away. And I kept watching, and then another one. And sure enough, it's a whale. And it's coming closer. And I let Bev know. And none, no, it's two whales. No, wait, it's three whales. Three whales swam by the tip of Green Cove that day. And my good husband, do I know how to plan a birthday party or what? <laughs> There's something about being together and that kind of experience of something special. Whether it's out in nature, or it's in the church, or at a wedding, or a birthday party, or something. Just, we just love to be part of something special. Sometimes we not, may not even recognize how special it is until we reflect on it later on. In a way, this is what the disciples kind of experience in their walk with Jesus. And today we read of some of them meeting Jesus for the first time. You see, a crowd is starting to gather around Jesus. They're starting to catch on to him and follow him. And John the Baptist has also been helpful by pointing out Jesus when he goes by. Before our reading that Bev read for us today, we hear about the day before Andrew and Simon got up to join Jesus. Because they were sitting with John the Baptist, and John said, uh, Look, there goes the Lamb of God. And Andrew and Simon got up and went to follow Jesus. And today we read that Jesus is moving on from the region of Galilee, starting his journey. 
and he sees Philip. And he says to Philip, follow me. And Philip listens and he follows Jesus. That's all he said, follow me. And Philip joins in. Later on, Philip comes across Nathaniel, and he says, We found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And I have to admit, I love what Nathaniel says back to him. Nazareth. Can anything good come from there? It might be kind of like us saying, New Waterford. Can anything good come from New Waterford? I mean, nothing against the people in New Waterford. I know people there, the great people. It just feels like it's a long way away. Especially when it's, you know, literally across the harbor. It shouldn't take so long to get there. But it does. And kind of like when I was growing up in Lunenburg County, is like, can anything good from Shelburne or Yarmouth or anywhere else further down the south shore? It's kind of the way we are. When things are an inconvenience, we wonder if anything good can come from there. But, you know, any community, good things come from them. They may not always be in the news, but their people are good, they take care of one another, they get along just fine. By Nathaniel saying, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? He's kind of re reinforcing just how unexpected of a place the Messiah is coming from. I mean, the Messiah is important. Therefore, the Messiah must come from somewhere important. He has to come from Jerusalem. He has to be part of a priestly family from the temple. He has to be with people of power and influence. And he has to be with someone who is very important. Because that surely is who God is going to choose to deliver the Messiah to the world. That is the thinking of the people. And obviously they were wrong. To think the Messiah came from some little out-of-the-way town. Imagine that's ridiculous. Why would God choose someone from Sydney Mines when he can choose someone from somewhere important like Toronto or Ottawa or Vancouver? Just doesn't make sense, does it? But that's what God does. Yet even with Nathaniel's doubts, Philip says, Come, come and see. Come and see. When you think about it, that alone is a powerful statement. It means, come, experience it for yourself. It means you don't have to believe me. I just want you to see it for yourself and you decide. You make your own decision. But I need you to see it. I need you to experience what I have experienced. I tell you this because I need to share it. Come and see. Someone might ask you, how a church today? You could say, eh, good. Or you could say, come and see. Because you want to share with others what you experience. I know some of you had a powerful, maybe even an emotional response to renewing your baptismal vows last week. That's an experience we want you to have, but we also want others to share as well. To know God has chosen you to be part of his family. And through Jesus asks you to join with him to do his work in the world. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what other, we want others to experience as well? Come and see. Psalm 66 says, All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. 
Come and see what God has done. His awesome deeds for mankind. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. Isaiah 66 says, And I, because of what they have planned and done, am about to come and gather the people of all nations and languages, and they will come and see my glory. In Matthew 28, after Jesus' death and his burial, the women go to the tomb to visit the body. And an angel tells them he's not there. And in order to help them to believe, invites them to look for themselves. The angel says, come and see the place where he lay. In other words, come and see for yourself he's not here, like he said he would be, or wouldn't be. And if you look at John chapter 4, Jesus meets the, the lonely Samaritan woman at the well. And she goes back into the city to tell of this great man she has just met. And she invites him to come meet him for themselves. She says, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? And the village follows her back out to meet Jesus on her simple invitation Come and see. Come and see. I have something to show you. Come and see. You're going to love this. Come and see. Nathaniel accepted Philip's invitation and went with him to meet Jesus. And Jesus saw them coming. And he went to Nathaniel and said, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel was kind of like, Whoa, hold on. How can Jesus know this? So he says, How do you know me? And Jesus replies, I saw you while you're still under the fig tree before Philip called you. And in this response, something just clicks for Nathaniel. Moments ago, he was, he was doubtful. Can anything good come from there? And now, he sings a different tune after Jesus mentioned seeing him underneath the fig tree. Nathaniel says, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. He's heaping praise on Jesus, using words of adoration and authority, calling him Rabbi, a teacher, the Son of God, the King of Israel. Powerful words. He's not holding anything back. His life has been changed in a few simple words. Now, we're not sure about the context behind the fig tree, Maybe Nathaniel was somewhere farther off where Jesus could not have possibly seen him. We're not sure if that's even where Philip found him or not. But whatever it is, Jesus seeing him underneath the fig tree, in whatever way, caused Nathaniel's heart to change. One thing we do know from the Gospels is that when people meet Jesus, their hearts change. We see it with that woman at the well, we see it with Zacchaeus in Luke 19 when he pledges his life to Jesus to turn away from his sinful ways as a tax collector. Even to the point where he says, if I have defrauded anyone, I will give them back double what I stole. There's also the man on the cross next to Jesus in Luke 23 who dedicates his life to Jesus as he is dying. And there's also the Roman centurion in the same chapter who witnesses it all and sings praise to God for what he has seen. 
and we see how Jesus changes lives like Nathaniel with just a few words, simply acknowledging that he saw him. When I coach sports, especially track and field, I have athletes all over the place. And they're all competing at the same time, and it's impossible to watch all of them at once. Often I'll get updates as to how they did after the race or after their event. They'll tell me how they did. But I also have kids who are not my athletes come to me and ask, did you see how I did? They do this because they know I'm a coach. They know I have good athletes. So if I tell them I saw them and I tell them they did a good job, it makes them feel good. They smile. They get noticed. You teachers know what I'm talking about. People like to be noticed and acknowledged, especially for someone they may have a high regard for, like a teacher, a coach, or a parent. Nathaniel has been recognized by Jesus. I saw you under the tree. It made him feel good. It made him feel noticed. It made him feel important. And someone like Jesus noticed little old him when he thought Jesus could not possibly have a clue as to who he is. Come and see. All it took was a simple invitation from Philip to entice enough curiosity out of Nathaniel that he would come and see. Jesus was hyped up by Philip to be someone pretty important. Remember what he said, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. Surely this would make someone pretty curious, right? Come and see. Come and see Jesus. Come and meet him. Come and let him change your life in ways you never expected. Come and see. I learned the other day that the second Friday of January is known as Quitter's Day. Do you know why it's called Quitter's Day? It's because most people have already given up on their New Year's resolutions by then. So how are you doing? Did you make it to Quitter's Day? Did you have any resolutions? I don't make resolutions because I know I would have quit by now. So how are you doing? Here's something to consider, though. We often quit on ourselves, don't we? There are times when we feel unimportant, underappreciated, unnoticed, and we want to quit. Know this, though. Jesus has not given up on you. He sees you. He notices you. He thinks you're pretty special, and he knows you're important. And he will not quit on you. There's no quitter. There's no quitter's day for Jesus. From the very beginning, he has simply invited people to come and follow him. No further details required. Just follow him. Just see him. Listen to him. Learn from him. Jesus has all they need. And their lives are forever changed. All Jesus said to Philip was, follow me. And Philip got up and followed him. And pretty soon, Philip's inviting others to come and see what he has seen. Because he wants so badly to share what he has seen in Jesus with others. It was 21 years ago on Friday that I responded to Jesus saying, come and follow me into a new life of ministry. And I said, yes. He's never quit on me. 
And I'll be honest, I wanted to quit on him many times. But you just, I just couldn't. I couldn't quit because he would not quit on me. It's hard to quit on someone when they don't quit on you, right? So instead of quitting, I just want to simply invite you to come and see. Come and see Jesus. Meet him. Learn from him. Let him tell you who he, you are in his eyes. Let him show you how much God loves you. And let him change your life. Come and see. You will not regret it. And feel free to share what Jesus does in your life with others by inviting them to come and see as well. The great things God has in store for all of us when we follow his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us sing together, Lord, speak to me. As we respond to the call of Jesus to follow me, as we may respond to the those around us who just simply ask, come and see. We seek to give to God with all our hearts 
all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. We give to God the blessing of our hearts as we seek to do his work. Our offerings will now be received. God, as we give ourselves and our gifts to you, bless the work we do in your holy name. Amen. Please be seated. Let us join our hearts in a time of prayer. And I will pause through the prayer, and if you wish to offer your own prayers in that time, out loud or in the silence of your hearts, please feel free to do so. Let us pray. God most holy, we thank you. We thank you for the simple invitations of follow me, for the ability to just simply say, come and see. Two short yet powerful statements that invite us into a deeper relationship with you through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so we thank you, God. We thank you for the abundant life you give to us as we follow in your way. We thank you for the blessings we share and the blessings we realize we being part of a community together. Through the support of one another, through the love that we share, we just thank you, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, for those who are struggling these days. We pray for those who mourn the loss of loved ones. We pray for those who live in places of conflict and war. We pray for those who are in the frigid cold 
that is enveloping much of our nation. We pray especially for those who are un unhoused or being evicted from tents and places and thrown out into the cold in our country. Lord, we pray protection for them. We pray for warmth in their lives. We pray for compassion for those who are seeking to evict them from these public spaces. Lord, we pray that all would be safe and warm in these cold winter days. Lord, we pray for those who are sick. We pray for those in hospital, awaiting tests or surgeries or whatever it is happening in their lives. Oh God, we pray that you would be there. We pray for Gaza. We pray for the Ukraine. We pray for all places of war in this world. And Lord, we pray that those who are innocently standing by, just living their lives, would be protected from the harms of war. We pray for the leaders of these nations, that they would seek peace first and foremost for all people. Lord, that you would turn their hearts, that you would soften their hearts and work together with the rest of the world for the betterment of lives and for peace. Lord, we also acknowledge today that there is a lot going on in our lives. And so we offer our own personal prayers to you this day. Lord, you hear our prayers. You know the struggles of those we've named. And you know how to respond to those needs. And so, Lord, we pray, we lift them up to you. That you would bring healing and comfort or whatever it is they need, O oh God, that you would bring it to them. And Lord, may we be so blessed to be part of that healing. To be agents of your peace. So, Lord, lead us, guide us into what we can do for the people we pray and for the many other concerns we have for our community. Lord, we seek to do your work, and we need your guidance. 
And so we submit ourselves and our lives to you so that your work may be done in this world in the name of Jesus Christ, the one you sent to be our Savior, to be our Messiah, to be our Lord. We bring all these prayers together in his name as we say together the prayer he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The closing hymn this morning is, Will You Come and Follow Me? My friends, let us turn and follow Jesus in our lives today and every day as we seek to follow in his way as he simply invites us to follow him. Let us be so bold to invite others just to come and see and experience for themselves what God, through Jesus Christ, has to offer the world and through his church. Let us go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen. <laughs>